last week on The Slut Show. Wrong penis, good decision. Can you hear it in the mic? Oh, you can hear it! You're living your truth and people aren't, they they don't believe you. How has your sex life changed since starting testosterone? Bottom growth, that happened within a week. How did it affect your confidence? Lotte says that I'm more obsessed with her body. And I said, sorry, I don't want to be like this big hormone monster. And they said, no, I like it. (laughs) Chop my titties off. Congratulations. That is huge. (laughs) You're not just strength. You're also you. Yeah. So make sure you love yourself first. How often are you misgendered right now? A lot. You get a little bit more impatient, but you also get a little bit more sad when people misgender you. Your body just changes it. You have to give it time. You can't speed up basic biology and process and everything i don't believe that those men don't watch pornography and you cannot watch pornography but don't expect women to be in pornography fuck off this week on the slut show i don't feel like i will have uh, a penis within the next two years i think you're completely deconstructing your genitalia it's scary with time i think that i will be more acceptive of my body and what it does and how it feels just like cis people are different trans people People are are different different. everyone is different and that's fine my bottom growth already gets hard it's always about penises with you man i got obsessed around the age of eight and then you know I (laughs) i just wanted one the ideal world give me a dick also scrotum but leave the hole it doesn't matter what your dick looks like because it's your dick they feel like basic human decency is an option this home that i've made with lotte right now i think it's the first home that i actually ever had what makes being trans fun trans people don't have midlife crisis i got them when i was 15. come out all will be well and you'll be way happier Hey you, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary beans, and any and everyone in between, welcome to a brand new episode of The Slut Show, the season finale of season five. Dun, dun, dun. With the one and only, he is a transmasculine, non-binary, singer-songwriter, non-intentional comedian, overall beautiful soul. Dane is back. Thank you. God damn, that's an introduction though. You're so Uh, good at introducing me. With all the love in my heart. (laughs) I enjoy it a lot. Unintentional comedy, I like that. (laughs) Yes, because honestly, whenever we're recording, my my jaw, my cheeks and shit get sore because I'm just... Yeah. They just hurt. Love it. Um, We did not even talk about Yappy. um, kinky friends we hung him to the back of the studio wall especially for dane we created this construction i love it yeah so uh he's um here with us to judge us from his um tie tied up being (laughs) (laughs) i'm so happy to have you in the studio we're going to be talking about uh, your transition the future all the options within trans healthcare from top to bottom surgery and way more and there is something exciting but before we get started the slut show with ellen moore the podcast slash talk show about shit you and i have to deal with on a daily base about feminism insecurities feeling like a bomb ass bitch and obviously about loads of sex enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment your weekly dose of empowerment what's the most empowering thing you did lately i didn't think of it again shit you suck at empowering oh, things shit i i mm. have one let me let me just start you can think about it okay. in the meanwhile yeah i got a tattoo 
Really? Two of them, actually. <gasps> I got this one. Cute, cute. They're both healing, which is a... I can zoom in in the edits, uh, which is an ex is not sign. And then here, I... Can you hold this real quick? Sure, sure. I'm undressed. Oh, YouTube, don't ban me. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see? I cannot see it. Oh, it's, it's Amsterdam? Yeah, but no. It's... <laughs> there is a whole ass story behind it. I'll tell you off camera the full okay. details. Sick. But the short summary is I'm not the things that for for this one for the one on my wrist is I'm not the things I've been through I will always carry it with me like this tattoo and I cannot change the past But I can accept it and move on with my life and create nice. my own life And the other one the three crosses are in the shape of well Amsterdam because Amsterdam gave me my freedom again mm -hmm. um, Love and <laughs> sex drugs and rock and roll <laughs> Nice yeah That's sick yeah, so I'm well, that's Amsterdam that. in a nutshell, though. Yeah, really, it it gave me my freedom back, and so I'm so mm. grateful for that. So that was super empowering to nice. do. Did yes. it hurt, by the way, on your wrist? Uh, a little. It was definitely more unpleasant than the rib one, but it was fine. It was I have okay. a tattoo this big on my rib. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> it's okay. Just stress a lot, then you only worry about stressing and not the actual pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was fine. Hyperventilate. You will be fine. <laughs> I don't recommend. He's not speaking from the from a point of view no. from the slideshow. No. Lotte and I wrote a sex story for a damn horny, like the oh. damn honey podcast. Oh yes. Yeah. I love that. And that was that felt very empowering awesome. to be part of an um, uh, inclusive uh, erotic book. So a lot of people wrote um, a sexy story. Awesome. Yeah, so it contains peckers and consent, being sexy and I everything, love that. and cuddling and everything. I love that. Yeah. Probably you've al you already know this watching at home because this is the season finale of season five. Oh my god, and we are um, kicking off the season finale uh, with a piece of slutty science that is, to say the very least, quite complicated. So mm -hmm. I'm very happy to have the animations from our darling animator Manon. So let's dive right into it. I got some slutty science for you because we like to stick to facts. Slutty science with this week's slutty science builds on the slutty science of episode 2, 5, and 6 of season 2, as well as last week's episode. Last week we took a closer look at testosterone therapy in the transitional process of transmasculine and non-binary people. Today we are looking into some of the different kinds of gender-affirmative medical procedures which are available for transmasculine and non-binary people. Firstly, there is transmasculine top surgery, also called a mastectomy, but usually referred to as top surgery. This medical procedure refers to removing the breast tissue from both breasts and creating a masculine appearance to the chest. Then there is transmasculine bottom surgery aimed to transform the female genitalia and reconstruct it into that of a male. In other words, exchanging your vagina for a dick. There are two different types of bottom surgery, metoidioplasty and phalloplasty. And trust me, sit down for this one because it's about to get real complicated. When a trans person assigned female at birth begins using testosterone, bottom growth occurs. This refers to the enlargement of the clitoris as a result of using testosterone. During a metoidioplasty, the clitoral ligaments, which is a difficult word for connective tissue, are detached, which allows the clitoris to lengthen and drop into a position similar to that of a cis man's penis. 
A plastic surgeon then proceeds to sculpt the head of the clitoris in a way which more closely resembles the head of a cis dick. The neophallus, aka dick created with this method, is on average anywhere between 5 and 7 centimeters long. Additionally to this procedure, the labia can be reshaped into a scrotum, either with or without testicular prosthesis. This is called a scrotoplasty. Metoidioplasty can be done with or without urethral lengthening procedures. Urethral lengthening extends the urethra along the new phallus. This is called urethroplasty and enables transmasculine individuals to urinate from their new cock, which forms a major reason why people choose to undergo transmasculine gender-affirming genital surgery. However, urethral lengthening increases the risk of surgical complications. These complications can include dribbling or spraying during urination, urinary blockages or a leak or rupture even of the lengthened urethra. Metoidioplasty is usually considered to be a single-stage surgery. However, some people may require additional surgeries in order to achieve their desired results. Supplementary surgeries can be done to improve either the appearance or function of the neophallus. The other option transmasculine individuals have is phalloplasty. This is the creation of a dick of a similar volume to that in genetic males. During a phalloplasty, tissue which will be used to construct the penis is harvested from another part of the body. Usually this is taken from either upper legs or lower arms. It is then shaped to look like a penis. Thereafter, the tissue is transferred to the pelvis, where the blood vessels and nerves are attached to the recipient's vessels in the pelvis. Additionally, patients can choose for urethroplasty. Phalloplasty is a more complex surgery in comparison to metoidioplasty, as the latter is a single-stage surgery, whereas phalloplasty is a multi-stage procedure which requires multiple surgeries in order to complete the process. Phalloplasty can result in numerous complications. Most of them are relatively minor and fixable. However, since the more recent development of metoidioplasty, phalloplasty has lost its popularity. Perks of a metoidioplasty are the conservation of erotic sensitivity of the clitoris, lower complication rates, risks, and fewer procedures even with urethroplasty. It doesn't result in large scars, it generally heals faster and there is no need for a penis prosthesis as the metoidioplasty dick has a natural erectile function. Perks of a phalloplasty are that patients are more likely to be able to penetrate sexual partners. However, erectile rods are needed to achieve an erection. You do get a significantly bigger dick but less erogenous sensations. And additionally, it gives you a more cisgender looking dick. For transmasculine individuals who initially choose metoidioplasty, it is later possible to undergo a phalloplasty. This is true regardless of whether the person decides to have a urethral lengthening at the time of the procedure. However, the reverse is not true. The procedure for embedding the clitoris in the penis during phalloplasty makes a later metoidioplasty not feasible. Concluding this final week of season 5's slutty science, which was incredibly detailed, complicated, and medical, and not really that slutty, 
we can state that being born as a trans person is complicated enough on its own. The decisions trans folks have to make about their bodies, the way they choose to present themselves and their internal struggles are plenty on their own. So how about we as a society make it a little easier on them? Ask your friends what their pronouns are. Put them in your Instagram bio. Yes, also if you are a cis person and educate yourself and those around you about the things unknown to you so that not all the weight rests upon the shoulders of those obliged to carry so much already. I love that the ending was political. So opinionated. (laughs) Is this this a left-wing podcast? I don't know. Is it? It better be extreme then. Are you guys exposing (laughs) me? Shit. It's radicalized. I have have been radicalizing in my pink-ass bubble. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Literal pink bubble. Damn, there was a lot of information though. Yeah. What kind of a surgery are you looking for? Well, I'm not really sure about it yet. I am gonna wait what my bottom growth does. I don't feel like I will have uh, a penis within the next two years, I think. Okay. I think I, because it, as you said, um, uh, it takes a while to do everything that you want to. And yeah. actually, fun fact, uh, my bottom growth already gets hard. Oh. It already gets erect. Oh. Sick, huh? That is awesome. Right? Yeah. Whoa. So like a little hard dicky. I love that. How, right? bi- oh, how big is the difference? If you were- Here we go oh. again. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. You I actually asked lots of... Yeah. <laughs> with like a ruler, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, so that already gets hard. And the thing is, you said in the, in the study science... Uh, facts that uh, the the phalloplasty will give more of a cisgender uh, penis, penis idea look, yeah. but that's the thing it doesn't and the thing is is um, everybody is different awesome. so it it really depends on where you take the skin mm-hmm. if it will look like it's a little bit like cisgender natural right say it like yeah that. But the thing is, that's also what my therapist is saying. Like, it doesn't matter what your dick looks like because it's right. your dick. Yeah, so you, it you get to decide that. Yeah, too. yeah. And uh, and also you don't <laughs> get to decide that, you know, because your body is just your body. And your right. body is going to do what it wants. So, right. so it really depends on how you heal, how you take care of it. And the m- most important thing is accept that it will never look like a cisgender penis. Because you don't have a cisgender penis. You have your right. own penis. And your penis yeah. looks like your penis. Yeah. Damn, I never said penis so much in one sentence. <laughs> Goddamn. A cisgender penis. Because you don't have a cisgender penis. You have your right. own penis. And your yeah. penis looks like your penis. Penis, penis, penis. Hey, YouTube, how are we loving Ellen's <laughs> uncensored talk show? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even cis dicks all look different. Yeah, 100%. There are so many weird-ass dicks. There are so many dicks that and confirm the standards. Yeah, there there's so many differences. I always preferred crooked dicks true because they hit your g-spot so much better so you know for all the people with crooked dicks we love you for all crooked ass motherfuckers we are into it we love your dicks (laughs) don't be a dick so we can love your dick
Exactly. Shit, I'm not a punchline. <laughs> it's al- uh, always a title. It's always it's always about penises with you, yeah. man. I yeah. I got obsessed around the age of eight, and then you know just, I just wanted one. At yeah, a point. and, and now, you, now you're getting one. Yeah. You're in line at the supermarket yeah, getting yeah. your own damn penis. Yeah, No, I I still I still don't really know if I'm 100 sure if I want the um, if I want the surgery. That's the thing. At all. Yeah, I, okay. I I don't know because um, with time I think that I will be more acceptive of my body and what it does and how it feels, and uh, I really enjoy the sexual pleasure that I have now and I feel way more comfortable right now. Right. And sometimes that's also a little bit challenging in the mm-hmm. in, in the way that you want things and see things um, in regards of my transition. Um, so I don't know, and I talk a, a lot with Lotta about it yeah and she always says what have you decided your body and That's I love wonderful. it either way so you do we do talk about it a lot and we have like small sexual fantasies and that right. we t- she always in Dutch it's I think it sounds better but she always calls it the meat dick when you will get your meat dick place people <laughs> <laughs> I had no fucking clue that it was this difficult. It is, yeah. Like, well, it, the thing is, like, when you look at people that want um, female genitalia, you uh, cut something off. You know, you have yeah. more to work with. Yes. But the thing is, now we have to create five to eighteen centimeters out of yeah. pretty much nothing. A lot of things will need to be in check before you can do yeah. those kind of things, and. It also depends uh, the the way your penis of your phallus will work uh, in regards of where you take the skin. You're completely deconstructing your genitalia. Yeah, that is just yeah. Ooh, it's scary. Yeah, I That's can imagine. That's the thing. I always find fa- fa- find it very very scary to to think about it and I can um, imagine saying goodbye to this right. idea of myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and you um, never know what you're going to get back in return. You don't you know never how it's going to... No, you never know. Such a big gamble. I mean, it's uh, it's a small percentage of complications that aren't irreversible or at a point that it won't work the way it will. It's a very, very small percentage. But still, you have like this this saboteur in your course, mind saying yeah. you're... You know, you're special. So why won't you fail at this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that... that plays around a lot in my head but at the same time i feel like i should give time um uh, their way to first change my body yeah and after i had my mastectomy and everything i would just get in contact with a with a surgeon and see what i can do Mm -hmm. um i really don't want to be uh having that I, i don't want the surgery in the netherlands because i don't really like the results of the um Palaces that I've seen from the people in the Netherlands, but also it's a small percentage of the photos that you actually see. Yeah. I mean, if I would have a brand new dick, um, then I will start our OnlyFans. Goddamn. <laughs> then yeah, I will yeah. start OnlyFans. Right. Because that would be sick. But still, you only see a small percentage of, of the people actually uh, uh, that had the surgery. So you never know. And some people, um, like, honestly, maybe this is a trigger for someone. The ideal world, give me a dick, also a scrotum, but leave the hole. 
I'm so comfortable with the hole. I can't <laughs> well, see Lotte, but, why. But, like, I, but is I that... That's not an option. It is. It is an option? Yeah, sure. There are also people that that's don't... That's the best of all worlds. Right? There's also a lot of people that don't want a urethral lengthening. For mm. instance, a lot of people who take the uh, belly phalloplasty, so that they take a piece of your skin of your belly and the fat, and they use the fat to actually thicken the penis, you will get a <laughs> chonky-ass dick. It's like... You know, like when you get hard, you, you, the winds change. Exactly. It's like a boxing belt. And we are raging on Get your ass over to the Maybe I want you to actually record this so I can put it <laughs> on a button. Like, anyway. Every time she calls, ding, 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 Lotte van Eyck, please. Mm. Or we can make it like the announcement in the trams in Amsterdam. That would be fucking hilarious. Beste reizigers. U nadert Leidspijn Entertainment Area. Ook wel. Dane's dick. Dane's dick, motherfuckers. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Dane's dick square. And what's the, what's the melody of the tram again? Uh, ding. Leidseplein. I know that they go... Museum plein. Oh yeah, yeah. Museum plein. <laughs> Museum plein. Museum plein. Yeah, yeah. like that. And the th- Dutch one isn't impressed with museum plein. Right. <laughs> museum plein. Museum plein. <laughs> yeah. nice. People who've never been to the Netherlands are gonna be like, "What the fuck is yeah, that word yeah. even?" Museum. It's Museum plein. Museum. Plein. Museum square, basically. Where the fuck were we talking about? I d- <laughs> oh, belly uh, fellow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. Chunky boy. Chunky boy. So the thing is, it, it really, uh, uh, the people with uh, belly phalloplasty, um, it's harder to get to urethral lengthening for some reason. I Don't pin, don't pin me on this information, but I think because most penises that, that I've seen from people with uh, phalloplasty taken from their belly, they usually don't have a peeing hole and they have a hole in between their uh, ass and their scrotum. And that's where they pee from. Is that so? Is the urethral um, lining has been taken to the actual oh. vagina, and they make it smaller? So they change the 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 lining of yeah, oh. and um, so then your pussy's tight. You <laughs> tight get one hell. tight motherfucking pussy. <laughs> no, I mean it's only for peeing then. But if you would oh, get that one, like that's okay. the that's the one that I. Uh, mostly see that's that one so uh, it really depends there's so many options there's a lot of options but that for me that would be the ideal thing i would be taking the one where i can stand and pee okay so i would uh, take yeah. the urethral, urethral uh, length thing yeah yeah if it's possible it's like a menu you yeah. get to pick yeah yeah would you but like also, a scrotum yes or no you also would have you to do a, a speed pee test people with with uh born penises uh they have a quite a force because they have to, uh, well, depending on the length of the dick, but they have the longer road to go right. to. And you actually have to press it out. That's why uh, oh. if people with penises watching, please force it a little bit. It's very good for your prostate to actually push it a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's actually very good for for the health of your prostate. Your partner will be happy with that. Yes, 100%. Strengthen that. Finger up the hole also works. but And check it. Actually do that more often. Try it, but also you have for a your prostate. health. But oh also my God. for your health, yeah, like goddamn, I don't get it. Why, why we don't tell young men 
stick a finger up your hole so you'll actually know what to I, feel. I asked a partner uh, a couple of days ago. If I you could stick a finger up his hole? Yeah. And? He was like, no. What? That's homophobic. I was In like, Pride Month? I, <laughs> I was like, really? And he was like, I've never. I'm like, okay. get. But get, you've never. Get okay. used to the thought. Let because me get, it's going to happen. Let me get, get back to you in a week. And then we're gonna. I'm just gonna ask you again. If you don't want it, it's fine. But we'll, we'll, you know, we'll work towards Try that. eating his ass first. It hits differently. Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because a finger is sometimes is a lot, especially for unexperienced people. No, but not a whole. Fi- I just want to pressure a little. Because oh, if you pressure a little, yeah, yeah, you're gonna yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. oh, I want more. Yeah, and it's also like warming up the butthole, you know. Yeah, I really need to work on that though because I get too excited with butt stuff. Oh, it's like fist. No, no fist. Easy. <laughs> oh my god! And I hear a lot of back, 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 back. I said, yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back. Okay, excited. <laughs> yeah. Wrong door. To the front. To mm. the front, please. Park back. From the window <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> From the window to the wall. From the window to <laughs> the wall. This is a scene from the proposal. Yeah. Such a good scene. What makes being trans fun? Also, what makes it the fucking worst? I think it's the uh, being so self aware that you actually know who you are. Ooh, that makes me think about uh, uh, Dominique Jackson in uh, Pose. Have you seen Pose? I don't think so. Oh, you have to watch it. There's this group of trans women of color sitting in a very fancy restaurant with only fucking white crusty people around them right yeah and uh this white crusty woman goes up to them and say you do not belong here i can see a a man in a dress from afar i work in the city and then she stands up and then says even though you're dressed like you got money and shit with your 50 uh, cents scrunching everything it doesn't hide the fact that you don't know who you are we fought for our seat at this table, so we're hell gonna stay here. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like trans people always know who they are in the moment. And I think there's a certain trans privilege, I think, of being so self-aware of what your identity is. And yeah, I think that's that's the I think the most wonderful part of being trans is always being aware of who you are. You have to go through this journey which is so much longer than a cis person's journey in order to No, I think it's shorter. Yeah. Sure. Trans people don't have midlife crisis. I got them when I was 15. That's the whole thing. Like, cis people get their uh, 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 their identity crisis when they're divorced and lonely and unhappy and they want a car. Only and... then they start doubting the things that were so injected onto yeah. them by society. 100%. And we are, we are already... Uh, disconnected from that idea because, because we're you not already that. Don't, yeah. Don't belong. Yeah. So... And we make sure that we can belong in certain places, but we have to ask, can we belong here as well? But before right. you can do that, you have to self-identify yourself to know where do you want to belong. You right. know, I don't want to go to a Nazi party and say, hey, can I you belong? got cake? I have some blueberry muffins for <laughs> yeah. you. Luckily, you're not a Nazi, so, hey. you know, <laughs> win-win. Shout out to the no-Nazis. 100%. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't invite yourself to parties that might be unsafe for you, but also which could be unpleasant for you, you know? And I think that when you're cisgendered, then you, you don't think of that. You just go along the way and see if you get uncomfortable. But for trans people, that's unsafe. Yeah. So we always have to know who we are. And I think... 
it's scary, but it's also, I think it's a big privilege in a way of a psychological and mental health. I think that is why, that is obviously also part of the reason why the suicide rates are so high amongst transgender um, people in general, um, because they don't get the help they need in that very moment. And they're yeah. so much younger when they go through all the things that yeah. cis people go through at ages like 25, or indeed, like you said, when yeah. you're 15 and divorced and you just recently realize that you're gay and actually, oh shit, I'm not gay, I'm just a heterosexual woman. I've yeah. never. Some people say if people think in boxes, mm-hmm. but the thing is that boxes give you a sense of security and also a, a sense, sense of, of self. Yeah, and belonging, yeah, 100%. I mean, I know that it's in certain areas I'm not the safest, you know, and at certain in certain boxes I just really want to be. Yeah. And I think that before we go to a boxless society, we need to make sure that every box gets the same attention, love, and uh, given all the necessities that they need. Yeah, the necessary tools in order to... Yeah, survive and maintain that happiness and and, and self-care. And even now privileges. 100%. Yeah, it's so important to give that extra attention to those who are in desperate need of it. Because they're in desperate need. There's an actual very, uh, very, very, very serious crisis within transgender healthcare. 100%. And transgender research, there needs to be more attention on this subject. Do you follow a few misgender uh, treatments? I do, yes. It's an Instagram uh, that actually, it doesn't give a certain signal of uh, uh, in Amsterdam, like the, the, the monopoly of trans healthcare in the Netherlands and a little bit of Belgium as well, I think at this point. It's not uh, just one opinion. It's actually the experiences of different trans people or people that are friends of, with trans people that know what the experience was with the healthcare. And the thing is like- That page is huge. Yeah, it's And it insane. posts a lot. It posts way too much. It shouldn't have that much content to yes. post. So the thing is, like, I talk with my uh, therapist about masturbation. That took me, I think, eight, seven or eight um, appointments before. And, and I brought it up because I was having some issues and I wanted mm-hmm. to talk with him about it. And some people aren't getting any help at foo. Because they won't tell them how they masturbate or how they have sex with their partners. It's not inclusive for trans healthcare because it's an identity and it's not a sexual need to have sex in a certain way. And what what if there's a trans guy who loves getting penetrated in the in in the front? You know? Yeah. Doesn't make them any less trans. Doesn't make them any less of a trans man. Like I feel like, um, especially very heteronormative cis organizations need to be more aware of the fact that there is no one trans man, and that uh, that every rule applies also, to them. There's what? also not one cis woman. Yeah, you know, just like cis people are different, trans people, people are, are different. different. Everyone is different, and that's fine. But I don't understand how. I feel like trans people are constantly dehumanized. 100%. You forget that this yeah. is a person. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Firstly, yeah, yeah. you're not trans and then yeah. a person. You're yeah. a person who yeah. happens to be trans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a whole process. And uh, it it happens with media. Have you seen Disclosure on Netflix? I'm watching it. I'm at half. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a uh, media um, representation. The history of media rep- representation of trans people... Uh, with Laverne Cox from uh, Orange is New Black. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the the 
uh, I think she has the most prominent role in the last years of uh, the... Um, Transgender media. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, totally. And she's very sophisticated. She's very well-spoken. She's very highly educated. She is. Um, and uh, she never, never takes no for an answer. And I love that. And she... Yeah together with a lot of other trans people um, made a documentary about the trans history of, uh, of, of media, the media history of trans people actually. And it starts with that, you know, yeah. we have a very leftist newspaper in the Netherlands and they won't fucking respect pronouns. You know, Volkskrant, mm-hmm. the fuck, they, they're calling me like once a week asking me again if I want to renew my subscription. And every time I tell them, when will you respect people's pronouns? I know you're just a salesperson. Right. You're probably a student as well. But I really want someone to call me about this. And let's have a adult conversation about it. But they won't do it because they feel like basic human decency is an option. This needs to happen right this very second. It is an urgent yeah. fucking problem. But that's the thing. That's a literal representation that you need, you know, make it... Make it normal that people have... Normalize asking for pronouns and putting yeah. their, them in your bio. Putting them everywhere where your name is at. Yeah. I didn't know Manon her pronouns. And before I wanted to say something about her, I asked what were her pronouns because you don't fucking know. Yeah, exactly. You never know. That's the whole thing. You never know. That, that is something that people need to realize. Even when looking at a person like me, I look super feminine. I identify as a woman. But your pronouns could be he, him. My pronouns could be he, him, they, them. Exactly. And that is not cray-cray. That is identity. That is gender identity. And everyone expresses it differently. Basic respect. Basic fucking respect, y'all. This psychological ASMR. Basic human decency. Basic human decency. Basic human decency. Basic human decency. Respect. It's on repeat. It's on repeat. It's on repeat. No, no, no. Basic. <laughs> oh my god sorry some more haters um, some more some more would you ASML more ser- serious question would people listening enjoy an ASMR version episode you have a very nice uh, voice but I hate smacking like ah <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I did a um, quite an extensive research paper I wrote about, uh, got a very good grade, about uh, nice. transgender representation in newspapers and mm. how they are addressed uh, if they use dead names, if they use correct names, if they use the right pronouns or pronouns uh, they were assigned with at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically on a couple of criteria I researched how uh, these things are respected um, in a period from 2004 I believe from the top of my head until 2018 ish Mm -hmm. and in the very 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 small scale survey I did uh, looking into that I realized yet again how incredibly respectless uh, journalists write they yeah. don't respect pronouns they yeah. use dead names and it doesn't fucking matter if a person is dead they still have a name that you don't use that name yeah they might be dead but, but their name isn't in, in the netherlands everyone has a grandfather or, or someone called johannes or we call him jan or hans or johan and it's always it's always dead and no one has called him that name again. Never, no one says Johannes to their grandfather. They always say Hans of Jan of Johannes of Johan, you know? Like, and how can I not say my name is Dane? And people, people on my Instagram even say, you're not Dane. And I'm like, but I am. 
Uh, How does it happen? How can people say no to... I mean, I'm just... I'm here. <laughs> I'm so over it. I yeah. can't even imagine how it must be like for you. Yeah, some, sometimes it's hard and some days it's it's funny. I mean, I think it's funny Humor when people is... say, you're not Dane. And I'm like, ha, I already had an identity crisis. So, fucka. Fucka G. Fucka G. We will be taking a quick quick break but we will be back in a second but first can i get some backing vocals slut show sex position twister your weekly dose of bedroom inspiration the hamstring spread a wonderful for right after a very hard workout where you can stretch your hamstrings very deep while getting boned especially good for passionate lovemaking and drowning in your partner's eyes the if they die, they die. Lovely for implementing more coochie kisses in the bedroom. It's a slippery slope. Please trust me, don't break your neck, but do try it because it's fun. But then also my lawyer made me say to not say that you should try it. So do not try this at home. Just don't sue me if you die, okay? Okay, thank you. Last week you said your favorite position was missionary. What is another position that you're like, if you're trans, if you're trans men, try this because this will give you um, gender euphoria. I think uh, the other person, you just laying down and just cowgirl or reverse cowgirl because then you won't see your chest as much. Oh, yeah. So I, I really like that. And honestly, if you're a trans mask person or a non-binary person that goes that way, uh, and you like having a strap on, use a condom for fun. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Lot and I are really into the breeding kink. Okay. Yeah. But can you elaborate on that? I've never heard of that. I have never heard of okay, it. Okay, so funny enough, in the trans community, sometimes we call cis people breeders, <laughs> <laughs> which is very wrong. You should not say that, but it is hella funny though. Names. Um, you you can't yeah i can also breed but like right yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna do it though you ain't gonna you're not a fucking person not no, no no i'm not gonna be the factory on this one but still yes breeding king so the idea of a breeding king is that you find it sexy and arousing with the idea of being impregnated or impregnating someone Oh. So, you know, like you're getting frisky, you're having sex with a condom, and at a certain point, she will say, take off the condom. Do it, baby. And then you just, you know, blow your load, imaginary. I Oh my god, I think I accidentally <laughs> am into this king. I think this... Nice, good on you, Ellen. <laughs> oh my god, so... <laughs> I love you it when it. people come inside me. I love that. I'm like, yes. I I'm also into dirty talk, so I'm the one who goes. Well, yes, you know, please. you know, then it's get you get your man milk in but, me. But, but the thing is, is it the is it the the blowing the load or is it the idea of the possibility of maybe being impregnated? Well, I'm on an IUD, so I'm very like I'm I can find the idea arousing as long as I know that it cannot actually happen. Oh yeah, well, same for us. Yeah, we don't have the funds right now to. Provide right. for a child. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and honestly, it's good that I don't actually have sperm because damn, lots will be pregnant. Like, we're together. We're together. Well, we uh, <laughs> we're gonna reenact our first date next week. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. On the 11th of July, we had our first date, oh. uh, and then we instantly fell in love. And I said we're gonna 
play out a date exactly the same again. Love that. Yeah. But then a year later. Yeah. Wow. I love it. It's been so long already. Yeah, Holy it goes shit. fast. Yeah, it goes fast. I feel like you guys got together last week. Really? Yeah. To me, it feels like we've been together for 10 years yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, those at the same time. Yeah. Very weird Yeah, we have, we have the same, yeah. We have the same, yeah. How do you see your future together with Lotta? For me, 10 kids, but probably going to be three. I, I don't know. Lotta is building an empire right now. She is. Yeah. It's insane. And uh, all's well. And uh, it's hard for her uh, to work it's not hard to work this hard because it's something that she really loves and she's very excited about it. And I think by the time that this comes out, I think Lotus news will come out as well. For sure. But she's working very, very hard and I'm very, very proud of her. And I think that is just going to go and expand. It will. Um, Strongly believe in it. Yeah. So I think that um, um, with me going to the university and everything, I don't know what the future will hold. I, I'm growing more fun of the uh, idea of being a staying at home dad but then being a like a freelance researcher or something right or a politician that only works for three days in the week i see it i i, yeah. I can envision this yeah i don't know i really really like kids and i really like spending uh, a lot of time with them and i really don't mind vacuuming or doing the dishes. You would be such a great dad. I hope so, yeah. Any kid I would be so. so lucky to have you as yeah, a dad. I hope so. The thing is that I I, uh, I have PTSD. So a lot of things won't happen f- for most people with PTSD. Certain mm-hmm. things like looking into the future. Like a lot of people with PTSD don't actually have the, the way in their head to see in the future. Because they feel... Uh, they psychologically feel that the future isn't for them Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why they can't actually vision it and I couldn't do that for a very long time and now I can I'm shook you right yes that is the thing I wanted to say because I know that you also have but Wow. Dit is sick, hè? Ja, dat is insane. <laughs> Manon, oh. ja man, ja man, ik ook. Ik weet ook niet hoe morgen eruit ziet. <laughs> ja. Oh my god. That- Out of excitement, Dan and I sometimes just start talking Dutch because we relate about some things. So let me rewind this piece real quick. Yes, there we go. And voiceover, what is actually being said? Right? Yes. I, that's the thing. I didn't want to say it because I know you yeah, also have PTSD. Yeah. But whoa. This is sick, eh? Yeah. This no. is insane. <laughs> Manon, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I also don't know what tomorrow looks like. <laughs> oh, my God. But that, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. People, not all of them, because I don't want to generalize right. a certain uh, condition with a lot of people. But uh, for a lot of people with PTSD, they can't envision, and I couldn't do that as well, they can't envision what tomorrow looks like because you don't really think, and you don't actively think it, but you subconsciously think that the future is not for you and you're not going to be a part of that future. And that's why you can't get an actual vision of that. This is literally, oh my God, I'm so shocked. <laughs> why has nev- nobody ever told me this? I, this I is- learned this from someone who has PTSD herself and she said it to me and I had the same click as you have right now. Like, the fuck? That is so fucking true. And Holy that- shit. And the thing is, at that moment in time, I actually thought that I was happy but i still couldn't envision anything and i wasn't right, really right now for the first time in my life i can envision what the future is going to be like same for me same and the thing is the actual first vision that i've had 
like future vision is me sitting in like a big chair with a small beard and a child playing with my beard while I'm reading and Lotta a few meters away from us just looking at us and that was the first future thing that I've seen in my life are you okay yeah no I'm okay. great I'm okay. just <laughs> I'm just looking at you okay. like yes <laughs> yeah that's great so that's yeah so good that's yeah, so, so I'm just waiting for that future to happen and I don't know how it will play out, but it will play out. For sure, I'm 100% yeah. certain about that. Yeah. Your mastectomy is coming up. Yeah. We talked about it a tiny bit um, in last week's episode. Mm-hmm. When are you thinking of getting it done? September-ish then, I guess, because you have your first yeah, October, appointment. October, yeah, yeah. September, October. Well, it's at the end of August, I will have my intake. Okay. And um, uh, luckily, uh, I'm on Androgel, which is a okay. topical cream for my testosterone. Right. Um, so, in between those six weeks, I think it, I will be um, uh, put in between like 12th or 24th of October. Like, in between okay. those dates, I will get a mastectomy. But it could be that someone uh, can't have their uh, surgery. And the thing right. is, you have to stop with your hormones like one day, two days. Uh, if you have a topical before you get the surgery. So okay. if someone falls out, they can call me. So it could be that I will get it at the 24th of October, but it could also be the 30th of September, for instance. Right, yeah. So that's, that's the exciting. thing. Yeah, so a friend of mine, actually, um, this is how it happened to him because he was uh-huh. uh, on his quest of getting testosterone and everything. And he's, he's in his um, transition process for a while now. And then he called the surgeon and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to call you soon. I'm already on this list. and But I just wanted to, you know. Yeah. Within like a couple of weeks, he got a call and they said, well, we have a fallout. You don't have testosterone, right? And he said, no. Okay, great. You're, get, you're getting an operation next week. Wow, that's wonderful. And then that's it just so happened good. to him. That's so good. And he looks amazing, by the way. And he has the same body type as me. So I'm like, Ooh, oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Charlie, you're looking good, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. So I know that you said in earlier episodes that you wanted to keep your nipples if you could keep the sensation, but you're, you would maybe get them off if... What is that like same. for you? It's yeah? still the same, yeah. If... Um, I'm just going to see how it feels, how it looks, and uh, what it's like. And if I like it, then um, then they'll stay. And if I don't like it, they'll go. I have something uh, that I would like to offer you. Um, I partnered up with Tanya Buxton from um, Paradise Tattooing. She is a cosmetic, medical, and traditional tattoo artist uh, from... Uh, England, west of London, near Bristol, and she does tattoos of areolas oh. and everything nipple related. And Dumb. so if you were to get your nipples removed, mm. she would love to give you the nipples as a gift. Dumb. And <laughs> if you are going to keep them and there are scars around it, she can also fix them up. Nice. So I would love to <gasps> offer you that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. That's so sweet. Goddamn. How the hell? How did you how did you do this? I uh, I had a call with her months ago because I was like I need to set this up and she was supposed to be on a live show then you know life happens sometimes she couldn't make it unfortunately but I mm. I called her a couple days ago I was like can we still do this and she's like hell yeah let's do it. That's so nice. Yeah. So we're going to London. You're going to London. Love. You're coming with then, yeah? 
Oh, that that's should. Such, yeah, you should. That is. Oh my god. And then more goes abroad. <gasps> the bras are going abroad. Oh my god. I'm gonna make a theme song and everything this is, for this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be an extra honestly, episode. Honestly, if 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 we're gonna do that, then hell yeah, you're coming with. Let's let's film this. Then it's gonna be a bonus Take episode. Take me on a trip. I'd like to go, go someday. <laughs> Take me to New York. I'd love to see LA. I really want to have nipples tattoo. <laughs> Nice. Exactly. Yes. Damn, thank you so much. This is so You're sweet. You're so welcome. You know what I first thought when you said, I have a little surprise for you. I can't tell. You know what it was? I murdered a man and got his dick for you. I, you never know. <laughs> you know, fuck you the patriarchy. You never know with more. True, true, true. You want kids. Yeah. Very badly. And you, you would make such a good dad. I can't thank stretch you. that enough. Um, what makes living right now, because uh, that's obviously the future, and I love looking at the future, but what makes living right now good for you where do you find your joy right now hmm. i think um this this home that i've made with lotta right now i think it's the first home that i actually ever had and the thing is that uh when i grew up with uh, my parents you know my uh one of my parents wasn't sober at any given time i never really saw her and shit and my mom was very depressed and uh so a home is not a home when people are unhappy you know there's always this yeah. tension and everything well the same happened in when, when we moved to Rotterdam my parents got divorced and uh, I think that this even though I lived on my own for almost 10 years now this is the first actual home that I have you know I feel at home and the thing is that Lot and I could live on our bridge and we could still make it a home and right. I think that waking up and knowing that whatever will happen i will always have a home with lotta that that really brings me so much joy yeah Good i'm really happy with lotta i'm yeah. so happy for you Thank i can you. see it in everything yeah yeah she's amazing what would you say to your 12 year old self if you could talk to him right now mm. it's okay to be bi it's okay to be trans it's okay it's okay that you're a boy I think that's the that's the one of the moments that it started for me because then I developed beautiful but horrible tits, mm-hmm. and um, I think that I think that if I would have said that in that moment to my mom, that my mom would have reacted differently as well, because she wouldn't have have seen my hyper feminine face. Mm-hmm. So like, no, I'm not trans. I'm a girly girl, mm-hmm. and and was not a girly girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a girly man, <laughs> just a boy. Right. So I think that um, come out, all will be well, and you'll be way happier. That's the thing. I would actually say to myself, just come out. It's okay. Live go to a truth. different school. <laughs> Live your go, truth. Yeah. Go to a different school. Be happy. Prevent those boobs from growing. Yes. Yes. Hormone blockers. Yeah. yeah. I must say that I I luckily don't have like cup g right so i'm blessed with that <laughs> for camera time no ambulance. but we hear the uh, ambulance that's fine yeah. we, we we're already talking over it that's the perks of living in amsterdam city center <laughs> everyone's dying all the time constantly, <laughs> yeah. constantly. constantly. i am sorry yeah. guys this is then okay it's gone again yes do you know how they call that doppler effect excuse me it's the same note but it sounds like it's going that's called Doppler effect because you have the same sound going 
again mm-hmm. so quickly behind. Yeah, you know it, right? Yeah, Doppler effect. I am yeah. learning so much in this episode. Unbelievable. I love Doppler effect. Yeah, it's yes, it's, it's yeah, right, it's, it's so cool because it's the same note. Yeah, it doesn't change note, but it feels like it drops. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, Doppler effects. See, we're learning. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. This is this is it. This is why I host a slut show for these kinds of conversations for this genuine heartfelt vibe. I love having you on the show so much. Thank you Me so too. much. That's why I keep coming back. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being oh here no. again. Um, mm. This was the last episode of season five, which is absolutely unbelievable as we are currently shooting this in uh, summer of 2021. That's where we're living, I guess. Um, so uh, what is going to be happening with the Slut Show? Uh, that's what uh, voiceover Ellen or uh, little video Ellen is going to be telling you right now. The Slut Show will be back with not only a brand new sixth season, but hereby I am over the moon to announce that we will also be back for season seven. Is there people you'd like to see on the show or topics you want to hear more about? Then feel free to slide into our DM on Instagram at The Slut Show with Alan Moore. Next week, we will be back with a very special final episode of season five, taking you behind the scenes, giving you an insight in what the production of The Slut Show looks like off camera. Sharing never-before-seen footage, secret set tricks, outtakes, and a whole lot of bloopers. Trust me, you're gonna want to tune in for this one, and preferably on YouTube, because when I say it will be hilarious, that makes for the understatement of the century. I cannot give you a sneak peek of next week because I don't know when season six is going to be coming out. But what I do know is that if you want to read the information from Slutty Science, again, head over to theslutshow.org. Yes, .orgasm. Theslutshow.org. You can also get your hands on my five-piece postcard collection, which is dedicated to screwing over the patriarchy and empowering you all. If you'd like to support the Slut Show, you can head over to my Patreon page where you can buy me a cup of coffee, which is only three hours a month. And by doing so, you support both me and the team tremendously. So I would really, really appreciate that. Please follow me on Instagram at the Slut Show with Alan Moore. All of your socials are going to be linked in the description. Um, you can also send in questions on that Instagram at the Slut Show with Alan Moore. Just send it once more. So don't forget, don't forget to give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to my YouTube channel, share the Slut Show with your friends. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you at home for tuning in for all these episodes of season four and five. And I would love to give one last huge motherfucking thank you to Manon sitting behind the camera. She animated every single piece of study science in every single episode of season four and season five. She has been behind the scenes doing the production assistant work. I would not have had a season like this without her. So I am beyond grateful. So thank you so much. Hmm. Um, Until the next season. For now, sluts out. out.